Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, April 12th. It is seven minutes after nine. It's a big show today. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Casey. Yes. Can I call it? Yes. Or can I call it? You're like the guy who points out a shot, aren't you? I am just, I amaze myself (laughs) some days when I roll into this building and realize how consistently right I am because I know these dirt balls down the street from us like the back of my hand. What are you talking about? Well, remember a couple weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, when Jeff Thompson, Jim Lucas, Jerry Tor, and the rest of the esteemed intellectual mega giants in the house went kicking and screaming to the bare minimum amount of property tax relief possible. They made it as small as possible and as short-term as possible. And I told you at the time, I said, everybody, you better get ready, Bal, because there's a good chance when this thing goes over to the Senate, you won't even get that. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do. Did I or did I not say you that? You did. You said it. Yeah, and remember, of course, all it is from those people, those intellectual Mensa member, Rhodes Scholar super giants down the street from us was, how does he know? (laughs) Shock jock, Mm -hmm. doing it for ratings, disingenuous, hypocritical. Casey, I'd like to read to you the headline from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle from yesterday's, well, marathon session down at the Indiana State House. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, okay. Remember all the mean things they said about me, right? Let's just yep. get that out there. Yeah. When I told you, but the, when it went over to the Senate, mm-hmm. you're probably not even going to get that. And all the mean things, and how do I know, and shock jock, and ratings, and disingenuous, and hypocritical, and blah, blah, blah. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Lawmakers strip key bill of most property tax relief. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Hi, good night, everyone. Try the veal. So it went over to the Senate and got crumpled. So now you have nothing. You've opened your property tax bills. You've seen the increases. You've reported the increases. You've called these people. You've emailed these people. You've stopped them at the grocery store. And they told you, the Indiana Senate Republicans yesterday told you to kick rocks. Because as of right now, you're getting nothing. Stick it, Hoosier. That's what they told you. 20% increase on average statewide. And the Senate... So coming up at 9.30, we're going to have Nikki Kelly from the Capitol Chronicle. She's going to be with us. She's going to talk about everything that happened yesterday. But I, I just, look, I know right now sometimes it sounds like a broken record. But so many people for the first time, and I heard this yesterday or the other day at the Hamilton County Lincoln Day dinner from people are finally waking up. They have finally reached their tipping point. And yesterday was another reminder that when it comes to your finances, how much the Indiana Republican Party hates you and has absolutely no problem abusing you and your wallet for their legalized vote-buying schemes. How do you look at somebody getting a 30% increase, someone on a fixed income, someone who's been in their home 30, 35, 40 years, elderly people, senior citizens, retired people, how do you look at these people and say, yeah, sucks, doesn't it? Well, better luck next year. That's what the Indiana Senate Republicans did yesterday. They don't care. Yeah, so we'll get into that throughout the show today. And look, all joking aside, 
and I know we have a lot of fun with uh, how I hate being right and coming on these airwaves. This this sucks, mm-hmm. and it sucks for the people. And this is what happens. And I've been saying this for six and a half years on this radio station. When you blindly pledge allegiance to a political party and you keep voting for them, no matter what they do to you, this is what you get because they don't fear you. If you vote for any Republican incumbent now in the House or Senate next year, you are placating this. You are enabling this. You are okaying this because they are going to keep doing it because they don't fear you. I've been saying this over and over and over and over again because I know these people. I worked around these people. I was appalled at what I saw from these people when I was in the government center and the Indiana State House. They haven't changed. This is who they've always been. You, the audience, have just made them so powerful that they don't fear you anymore. They used to have to do little things like property tax relief or reform because they feared losing. They feared that you would throw them out of office. You have given them such comfort that you won't do that, that they are no longer afraid of you. And this is what you get when the politicians do not fear the public. Here's the deal. They need to have the dark night of the soul and we need to make them work for it yeah. from now on. That's the deal. We need to make them work. All right. So that aside, we'll get to Nikki Kelly at 930. I wanted to start, I, I cannot believe I'm going to say that this was John Stewart who mm-hmm. did this, mm-hmm. but th- this was from, C- and it was C-SPAN of all places. So he was uh, at some forum. Yeah, it was the War Horse Symposium at <laughs> University of Chicago on April 6th. Okay, so this was a couple days ago. It has just now started making the rounds on social media, and he was at some forum that, that you described with the Deputy Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Hicks is her name. And- this may be, by John Stewart, the most epic description of everything wrong with government ever. And listen to not only his account. Now, he's obviously talking about the military, about the Defense Department. But you can extrapolate this. You can expand this to almost every layer of government and especially what's going on down the street from us right now. Listen to not only his description of the wasteful, unaccountable spending in government, but also listen to her very flippant response. Mm-hmm. She's annoyed that he's pointing this out. Mm-hmm. She's annoyed that she has to address this. She genuinely believes, or at least she has convinced herself that she believes, that this is not a big deal, that your money is being wasted. This is the federal government. This is the people down the street from us. This is your local government. These people are annoyed anytime you point out to them, Hey, clown, that's our money, and you're wasting it, and I cannot believe it's Jon Stewart who did it, but he did, so we got to give him the credit. Go. So, in my world, yeah, that's waste. How is that waste? If I give you a billion dollars and you can't tell me what happened to it, that to me is wasteful. That, that means you well, are not necess- responsible, <laughs> but if you can't tell me where it went... <laughs> then what am I supposed to think? And when there has been reporting, I mean, this is not, look, I'm not, I'm not saying this is on you and that you caused this, but I think it's, it's a tough argument to I'm make sure that cause it. An, an $850 billion budget to an organization that can't pass an audit and tell you where that money went, like, I think most people would consider that somewhere in the realm of waste, fraud, or abuse because they would wonder why that money isn't well accounted for. 
and especially when they see food insecurity on military bases and they see... You want to talk about that? Because that's a good... We should be talking... I mean, well, I'm trying to all, understand where, we're, where, where you're trying to go other than the dollars, which really well, bother you. <laughs> I think it doesn't really bother me. I think it's all connected. Okay. I think tell when me, I Tell look, me that story. Tell, tell me how you're thinking well, about that. Well, when I see uh, a State Department get uh, a certain amount of money and a military budget be 10 times that, and I see a struggle within government to get people like more basic services, and then that uh, department that got that, I mean, we got out of 20 years of war and the Pentagon got a $50 billion raise. Like, that's shocking to me. Now, I may not understand exactly the ins and outs and, yeah. and the incredible uh, magic of an audit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a human being who lives on the earth and can't figure out how $850 billion to a department means that the rank and file still have to be on food stamps. Like, to me, that's f***ing corruption. I'm sorry. Okay, so this discussion was titled The Human Impact of Military Service. And you can hear her laughing. It almost seemed like a flirtatious laugh, not a not a nervous laugh. But the Pentagon recently did an audit, and the chief controller determined that the military was unable to account for 60% of its assets. 60%. Well, I don't know. And listen to her when she goes, yeah, you're kind of hung up on the money. Yeah. That's kind of a big deal for you, which tells you it's not a big deal for her. Mm -hmm. And that is what you need to realize about these people, whether they're high-ranking bureaucrats like her or these people down the street from us, these supposed Republicans who are about to spend $43.5 billion, which is uh, billions more than the previous budget, and they just look at you when you come to them and go, hey, I can't afford to live in my house anymore. <laughs> That's cute. Thanks. They, they, these people have no respect for your money. It's going on at your local level, too. And gosh darn it, Casey, I am floored that Jon Stewart was the one to point Right, out. right. What, what happened there? There's some explaining to do there. But it's just proof about the expanding budget. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. In this case, they were talking about the treatment of troops. But as you've said, you can take it down to the local level with our Indiana government here and their treatment of the property taxpayers. The, 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 these people have no respect for you as a taxpayer. They have no respect for the money that you've earned. They have no respect for the money they're spending. They have no respect where it came from. They believe they're entitled to it, and you are a nuisance, and you are an obstacle. And quite frankly, you have proven, you being the audience, because there are many people who we love, and, and you're great, and you're wonderful, but many of you, and you know who you are, when you got in that voting booth last year, you knew what Diego Morales was. You certainly knew what Todd Young was. And what'd you do? You you still either a straight ticket red, or I, can, I, I just can't run the risk of a Democrat getting in there. This is what you get. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, mm -hmm. you had a little procedure yesterday. <laughs> We're going to get into that. And huh? you awoken from your slumber and your mans, your mans came up big time, Casey, because he filmed you yeah. awakening from your slumber. Yeah. And it turns out uh, the nurse at the procedure is a big fan of the show. Yeah. She's a big fan of us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a, re your mans came up big time. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. And we're going to get into it next on 93 WIBC. Do you believe in life after love? 23 minutes 
after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So last night on Fox News with Tucker Carlson, he interviewed Donald Trump. It was Trump's first interview since his arraignment. And throughout the morning, we're going to be playing clips of that. And here he is talking about how people at the courthouse in New York were crying during his arraignment. Last week, you were in New York for this arraignment. The world watched it. You've not given an interview since. You were there, I think, 57 minutes. Tell us from your perspective what that was like. They were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, uh, they signed me in. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. So South Carolina support for Trump is strong. According to a new Winthrop University poll, it shows he has a 21-point lead over his challengers. This poll was just released, and they found that 41% of Republicans are backing him. And DeSantis and Nikki Haley are tied for second at 20%. And, of course, U.S. Senator Tim Scott has announced an exploratory committee for president. It's uh, expected that he'll announce any moment now. You mean Trump is beating a guy? who's not running for president. Yes, wow. I know. That, that's like the Colts hanging up that AFC runner-up banner they did a couple of years ago when they lost in the conference finals. and Not, not Super Bowl runner-up. Conference. We lost the conference championship game and we hung a banner. Ooh, look at us. If you got to brag that you're beating a guy who's not, not running, running. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's crazy. Yeah. Also trending this morning is Cher. She is the new spokesperson for MAC Cosmetics. I love lasting forever. So pop quiz. Want to see, see how that works out? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think there's only one person who will last forever, mm-hmm. and he was here about two thousand years ago. So I'm gonna keep that audio in our vault over here, and if we're still doing this show, pull it I, out occasionally. How old is she? She's well. That be. was gonna be the pop quiz. How old do you think she is? Price is right. Uh, rules. Okay. Well, I, I pulled up her name, but I did not look. I will guess. Uh, let's see. I will say she is seventy. Six years old. You're you're right on. Am I right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 76. Uh, still looks a lot younger than that in many cases. Of course, she's wearing her hair long and straight now again like she used to when she was uh, younger in the 70s. Also trending this morning, Michael Jordan's 1998 NBA Finals Game 2 Air Jordan 13s. They were signed on both shoes. They sold at Sotheby's for $2.2 million. Did this you, did is a you, new world record for a pair of sneakers ever sold. Did your man's bid? Because he loves the Jordan <laughs> no, memorabilia. No, and I can't get I don't know what you would do with a pair of sneakers. What are you going to put those on the mantle? Those are Michael Jordan's sneakers. Game worn. He signed them. Great. Congratulations. You paid $2.2 million for a pair of used shoes. Casey is the no fun of any kind police, and she's out in full force today. <laughs> hey, so we got to get to a break. Uh, mm-hmm. We will totally get to a little bit later in the hour uh, what your medical procedure why, why is. Why I was off yesterday. And the video of you waking up oh, is just absolutely amazing. We'll play the audio of that. But next, mm-hmm. Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle is going to join us. She will talk about what those dirty, rotten, no good, evil Republicans in the Senate did yesterday, killing any sort of property tax relief. They don't care about you at all. We'll give you the details coming up next. It's 93 WIBC.
93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey. Sarah Casey, I don't know if you're aware, property taxes are kind of out of control. I've heard actually a lot about that from everyone. <laughs> and we have said repeatedly it is the most amazing thing ever because it's an issue that touches almost every single Hoosier. And these lawmakers, these Republicans, appear not to care at all. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we had that bill that passed in the House that did the bare minimum. They went kicking and screaming to that. And remember at the time, I said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the House, if the Senate mm-hmm. does nothing and kills that bill. Yeah. Remember that? I do. Just so we know I'm not making that up. I remember. Okay. Well, I would like to... <laughs> would like to read to you the following headline from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Lawmakers strip key bill of most property tax relief. Hot uh, dang, Casey. Well, <laughs> it's only raising on average 20% statewide, uh, but let's just, you know, you know what they did with that bill? Yeah. <laughs> and then they filed it. All right, so let's go to one of the best in the business to find out what in the world's going on from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. Nikki Kelly. Nikki, how are you? Good. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. Now, you were there in 2008 when the property tax caps were put into place. You were there in 2010 when they were put into the Constitution. I am just flabbergasted that the Indiana Republicans, who were the property tax cap champions, appear not to care at all about this. What happened yesterday in the Senate? Well, the Senate Tax and Fiscal Committee basically took all the property tax language out except for a few minor provisions about appraisals and they instead inserted some bills on food and beverage taxes that were bills that the house is not hearing (laughs) english nikki what so they so they what they they basically like so this is a little gamesmanship that's going on right so the house sends the senate bills the senate sends the house bills well the Senate didn't like that the House isn't here in their bill, so they stripped theirs and put what they wanted in it. <laughs> okay, so did I just hear that there's a little war going on at the expense of Hoosiers? Yeah, I mean, this is pretty pretty typical at the end of a session. I, I mean, I, I will say, though, it is significant because senators don't seem to think that the property tax issue is that big of a deal. Um, Senator Holman, who chairs that committee, made a comment about, well, we've done other things with taxpayers in mind. And what? The Senate seems to be looking all in at that future possible revamping of an elimination of individual income tax, and that seems to be their focus. You're speaking of Senator Travis Holdman from Markle. Yes. Uh, okay, so Nikki Kelly's our guest from Indiana Capital Chronicle. They've got a fabulous new piece out about how uh, Nikki knows this. Uh, I hate I hate when I have to come on this show and say how right I was, how the Senate has stripped uh, basically all the property tax reform out of the budget. I mean, uh, but this, help me if I'm wrong, Nikki, this committee that they're talking about putting together, this is not like tomorrow. They're talking about m- multiple years potentially to get the tax structure re- revamped. Correct. And they will include property taxes in sort of looking at the overarching level of taxation in Indiana. But yeah, that's a long term 
look, that is not going to help anyone with their bills this year or next year or the year after. Okay, you know these people. Very, I mean, were you surprised? Are you surprised by anything anymore? Let's start with that. And then were you surprised by this? Because it seemed like, okay, everyone's really upset. I mean, I went to the Hamilton County Lincoln Day dinner the other night, and this was all many people were coming up to me talking about. Clearly, even Republicans are very upset about this. Were you? Are you surprised, one, by anything anymore, and two, did this surprise you? Um, I'm used to a little gamesmanship at the end. I I do think there's still a possibility that they're trying to figure it out and they're working behind the scenes to come up with some sort of relief. It could end up in the budget, um, which, of course, we're still that that will go down to the wire. And that's always a venue, a vehicle that's available for that, even if this one becomes a bill about food and beverage taxes. Uh, Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle, our guest, Casey. Okay, Nikki. So one of the well, Travis told me he introduced a 34 page amendment. <laughs> And put some provisions out. It seems like the amendment was longer than the original bill. But can you talk about... Well, right. So the reason the amendment is longer than the bill is because that amendment is three different bills. Uh. Uh. So they took three different Senate bills that did not get a hearing in the House, and they put them in House Bill 1499. And all three of those have stuff to do with food and beverage taxes. Oh, great. So, so Nikki, and I want to get to the cigarette tax and what's going on with that here in just a second. But but before we do that... Like, is the House going to fight? Because, you know, I heard from our esteemed friend down there in Seymour, Jim Lucas, how do you know we have no plan? We've got a plan. Here's the plan. They, are they going to fight on this? Or is Jeff Thompson and Jim Lucas and Jerry Torr and the rest of our uh, friends down the street from us, are they just going to roll over and go, well, I guess it didn't make it in. Better luck next time. Yeah, I don't know. I will say Jeff Thompson in introducing the bill yesterday made a point to say, look, I'm hearing about it at home in my district. You are too. He was trying to put a little pressure on. Um, but sometimes it just depends what their priorities are and the give and take on the budget. I think I think it's all going to come kind of together at the end. Do the, do the, because 2008, you were there and you covered this very well. And then obviously 2010, mm-hmm. when it went into the Constitution, uh, it was a huge win for Republicans. Like Mitch Daniels saying, we, we you know, we've got to do this. It's, an, you know, this will be great. You know, it's great. It's the right thing to do, but it's also great politically. Have the, do the Republicans in the Senate just not see this as a political win? I mean, they have to be hearing about it. Yeah, they don't seem that concerned. I do think having super majorities kind of insulates a party from that. They feel like they have such a lead that, like, even if they lost a few members, they'll still, you know, have control of the chamber. So that's probably not helping. Yeah, and that's what we say all the time. you got to get rid of these super majorities because they don't fear losing. All right, uh, let's talk about the cigarette tax. At the time, they're telling you we're not going to help you with the property taxes. They're talking about raising the cigarette tax. Yeah, there's obviously a bill moving through that Governor Holcomb has been pushing for public health investment. He wants a certain amount. The House and Senate haven't been willing to give it. And so yesterday when they heard the bill, it was fascinating to hear a number of House Republicans come straight out and say, hey, this is something that we need to raise the cigarette tax on because that's a dedicated funding stream to this public health initiative you know, instead of sort of fighting amongst the taxes for, you know, priorities, 
And but they were putting a lot of pressure on Senate colleagues because that's where it has been stopped in the past. The House has passed a cigarette tax increase before and the Senate Republicans have refused. We always hear about this idea of dedicated funding. And I thought the lottery was supposed to be dedicated funding and then the gas tax was supposed to be dedicated funding. It's never really actually dedicated funding, though, right? It always seems to make its way to other things other than what we were told it was going to go to. Well, I mean, obviously they could. It would be very unpopular. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a myth that the lottery was ever going to education. That was a proposal, I've, I think, in the first few months of us doing that. It was always going to go to your license plate and pensions. That's the way the law was passed in the very beginning and has never changed. So some of these are sort of whether we remember it exactly right. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it's I, like I mean, some it's like some crazy uncle work. story, right? Now at this point, <laughs> right? Exactly, and now everyone just believes it. But I, I do think you know, in this case, a very specific health-related tax, especially since cigarettes are, are related to some of these health issues that our our citizens are having, is at least a direct tie-in that you can see. And it has the added bonus of reducing smoking, because every time, statistically, the taxes increase, at least a few people stop. Nikki Kelly from Indiana Capital Chronicle joins us. So is it going to be a percentage, or is it going to be a dollar amount per pack? Like I'm seeing like an increase of $2 per pack. Yeah, the, the push from advocates has they want two dollars a pack it is currently about 99.5 or something like that so i would say the push would be for about an additional dollar a pack um interestingly uh one member even brought up the fact that we haven't raised alcohol taxes in 42 years Mm. so that's another possibility too boy you know the party of low taxes and limited government boy they're they're willing to tear a hamstring when it comes to raising these taxes these days where is holcomb on the property tax i just before we let you go i want to come back to that he said nothing on any of this have do you guys have any idea where he's at um, we chatted with him, oh gosh, maybe a month ago about it. And at that point, he was gathering data, that kind of thing. But now that the bills are out, uh, he has not said anything. Um, so that would be an interesting question to talk to him the next time he has an event. Uh, if anybody can do it, you can. I don't know if you know Nikki. He's really not returning my calls these days. So it's, it's all on <laughs> no? you, Nikki. It's all on maybe you. I'll- Maybe we'll see him at the NRA convention. Uh, One of the best in the business, Nikki Kelly over the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. Thank you for everything. Keep up the good work. All right, you too. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 47. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's the saying, right? So I had a lot of ounces of prevention yesterday. (laughs) My fair share of Uh prevention yesterday. Actually, for the past 48 hours, rather, did I have my prevention. Yeah. Because that's about how long it takes to do what I had done yesterday. And if you're following along on YouTube, all you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. Christine, you are absolutely correct. That's where I was yesterday. Getting a colonoscopy. Is that your first one? Yes. How was it? You want to know? Oh, yeah. I want to know all the details. And then we're going to get to this just incredible audio um, 
you know, I'm a big fan of your man's, and mm-hmm. now I'm a super fan of your man's because he, <laughs> he, he filmed you waking up. He did. So the prep for the colonoscopy is much more uh, <laughs> intrusive into your life than the actual colonoscopy. You don't even know it's happening. Like yeah. the colonoscopy, you're just out. They pump you full of propanol, and you're just sleeping. You do the thing where you count backwards, and then you're just asleep, right? You know what? I was in the procedure room, and the anesthesiologist said, okay, we're going to start the medication to put you to sleep and you'll feel it in about 30 seconds and I watched him do it and I said oh here it comes and then that's all I remember. The anesthesiologist is definitely the most underappreciated person in any medical procedure Mm -hmm. because wow think about how that guy has to be right. Yeah, I wish that he would have been with me the day before because Mm. it's the day before where you can't eat for 24 to 36 hours and then you ingest an elephant-sized amount of laxatives. And you know it's going to be bad when they say for occasional constipation, take one capful. (laughs) But for colonoscopy prep, take 14 capfuls. So you are like, if you've ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber, you are... Jeff Daniels on the toilet. Mm, uh, Non-stop. It is just uh, non-stop. And in my case, it also made me throw up. So that was fun because at one point I'm sitting and I'm going and I also have the bucket in front of me. I mean, it was just like both both ends. It was coming out. There's a South Park episode where that happens, (laughs) where it's the guys, it's coming out of, I forget what causes that to happen. But uh, But my system got cleaned out and it was good, um, you know, and went in for the procedure and all all good. No no polyps, no cancer. Great. I got the clean bill of health. Great, and that's wonderful, and yeah. we're all very excited that, for that. Now let's get to the thing we're all really, really excited about. So <laughs> so you, uh, you roll in there, mm-hmm. and the nurse mm-hmm. tells you she's well, a big fan. Well, she's rolling me into the procedure room. This uh-huh. is after I've already been checked in with the admitting nurse, and sure. I'm laying there. They've got the IV in me, and she's like, you know, okay, we're going to take you into the room. And as she's rolling me in there, she says, so what do you do for a living? Uh-huh. And you told her? And I said, well, I, I, I host a, a talk show on WIBC, and she says, oh, I love WIBC. Rob Kendall! You know, he lives in Brownsville. And I live in Brownsburg, so I really connect with him on that level. But, you know, he's like a libertarian, and he just hates the government. And she just starts rattling off all of these things about Rob Kendall. And then we get into the procedure yeah. room, and she said they have the radio going. Oh. And she says, would you like me to turn Tony Katz on? Because it's early in the morning. And I said, no, thank you. And then she was like, oh, yeah, on my days off, I listen all the time to WIBC. I just love Hammer and Nigel, too. Hammer's just so funny. And then... And so that's that was how the conversation went. And she says, you know, what time are you on? And I said, nine to noon, Kendall and Casey. And she goes, oh, yeah. And I said, well, hi, I'm Casey. <laughs> and here's my butt. But think about, and we're going to play this audio because it's great. Uh, think about the power of the, and this is why they hate us down the street. Because think about the power of that of this radio station and this radio show. You're in there to get a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the show that people listen. It's what they identify the show with. And that's why the lawmakers hate us specifically so much. Because they know we have a connection and a bond and access to people all across this city and they're exposed to things they are never exposed to anywhere else. And we say this every time that we talk about our ratings. Look, our audience is what makes it happen. And that's totally awesome. That completely made my day. (laughs) And so then 
Um, After the procedure. Yeah, yeah. You and, uh, and in fairness, you sent this to me. He filmed you, but you sent this to me. I thought you'd get a kick out of well, it. Well, it did. It made my day. Because here it is. I'm in the recovery area, and I'm coming, you know, this is after the procedure, and I'm waking up, mm-hmm. and he starts filming me. And I don't ask about, oh, how did it go? Did you hear from the doctor? Mm-hmm. Is everything okay? I didn't mention anything about my child. No. The first thing out of my mouth is about Rob Kendall. Yeah, so we've got the audio. Now, my, my favorite, there are two things that stand out to me in this audio that you're about to hear. One is, he's laughing at you throughout the entire yeah, you thing. Yeah, can, you can feel the love. And then the second part is, there's about a 20-second dead air. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, lean over and say, honey, are you all right? Is everything okay? He just keeps filming mm-hmm. while you're just laying there. You could be dead. You could be having some sort of medical emergency. I mean, you're talking, you will hear this, and then you just stop talking. Yeah. And as any good media person would, he just kept the camera rolling. I would like to point out that I gave myself top billing, too. Yes, I did. Yes, 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 you did. I love this. All right, so here's Casey waking up from her colonoscopy. My nurse knows Rob Kendall. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. She lives in Brownsburg. Oh, that sounds awful for her. And she was like, what do you do for a living? And I said... <laughs> I said that Monday through Friday, I was a doctor on WIB. And she said... You do? I listened to that station and I said, what show? And he said, Casey Kendall. And she was like, oh my God, Rob. And I said, Casey. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Thanks for letting us share that. That's awesome. Yeah. And they just kept, they, you know, they kept telling you afterwards, now don't make any major life decisions today. Right. Don't drive. Don't sign any legal documents. Don't be responsible for children. <laughs> I thought, okay, good. Today's my day off. But interesting, before before any of it even happened, when I first got to the hospital to check in, it was their policy for anyone 55, any woman 55 and younger, you have to take a pregnancy test. <laughs> oh. Come on, give me a break. Right. <laughs> I'm 53. Uh-huh. It's not happening. But I did the pregnancy test. Did you pass? I, I did. I passed. But then later another nurse was asking me so you identify as a female no I thought you just made me take a pregnancy test no yes and I said yes a biological female nearly 20,000 days now you can sometimes tell when people ask these questions their political leanings based on how they ask the question to you or how they look at you like, oh, you know, I got to ask this question or Mm -hmm. whatever. Was this person someone who appeared to be really into asking the question or was this a person who wanted to keep their job and thus they're asking you the question? She was just asking the questions. Uh It was like, check that box. But I just thought, (laughs) this is a Catholic hospital and you're asking me how I identify. Okay, But, but I think I passed. Well, I said I identify as a female on behalf because I am a of, female. And look, I think it's great you're willing to talk about it on the air because it is something that people do need to get done, men and women alike, mm-hmm. certainly of a certain age. Yes, men have a higher rate of getting and dying from 
colorectal cancer than females yeah. do. And just last year, 143,000 new cancers were reported. Of those, 51,000 people died from it. And obviously, early screening is uh, the biggest prevention. You'll have a higher survival rate, and uh, screening tests can help prevent any of that, find it early when treatment works. So I did it. I lived through it. I would encourage you when you get to the age where you're supposed to get these things done to go ahead and drink the Gatorade and get it done. Make sure you're okay. All right. When we come back, Casey, the NRA is coming to Indianapolis. Yes. All the big namers are going to be appearing either in person or via video. And the Indiana Senate, of course, they killed property tax relief yesterday, but they did have time to honor the National Rifle Association. You're listening to Kendall and Casey, or sometimes Casey and Kendall on 93 WIPC.